Hello, friend. Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. We are so honored to join with you and other moms from around the world as we encourage one another to know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply. Each week, we share biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you love your family well and create a Christ-centered home. We pray this podcast will encourage you to look to Jesus as the source of all the help you need. Hello, everyone. My name is Deb, and I'm so excited to be here with my two friends, uh, Kayla O'Leary and Jamie DeWitt. These are amazing moms that are in the thick of mothering littles. Jamie has five children, and Kayla, and Jamie's pregnant with their sixth, and Kayla has four, and she just had a baby, and we have the baby here in the studio. So if you hear some cute little baby noises, then then you know what's going on. We have a little sweet baby, little precious one. But Jamie, how old are your kids? So I have four daughters who are 10, 7... Oh gosh, five and a half, four. They just all had birthdays. So, and then I have a son who just turned two in August. Two so. in August. And when are you due with number six? And I am due with number six at the beginning of February. Oh, I love that. Okay, Kayla, tell us about your babies. Um, so, I have four. My oldest is my only son. He is <clears throat> almost seven. He'll be seven on Thanksgiving this year, actually. Um, and then my oldest daughter is four and a half. And then I have a 20 month old. She'll be two in January. And my little one just turned two months. Just so. turned two months. And so she's also featured in the studio today. What's yep. her name? Callie. Callie. That's mm-hmm. such a cute name. Yeah. All right. So, guys, we want to encourage you today. If you are a new mom, If you're a first-time mom, or if you're a new mom with a second baby, or a third baby, or a fourth baby, or a fifth baby, if you're any mom at all with a baby, we want to encourage you. And we just really want to just be real moms here and just giving you any type of encouragement that we can possibly give you. So we're going to go around, and we've each talked about different things that mean a lot to us. And Jamie, why don't you go first? So... When we were talking about just what we would love to say either to ourselves as a new mom or what we would say to a new mom, I think one of the biggest things that has been laid on my heart is that God has given you that child. He's equipped you as a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, Even before you knew you were pregnant, He called you to this. Mm -hmm. So I think often as new moms, we get really anxious. Yes. We doubt Mm -hmm. um, that we're capable. Mm -hmm. We sometimes aren't sure who we should ask or if we even know what we're doing. I remember so often feeling like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it would cause fear, anxiety. And uh, I just could hear the enemy lying to me that I was not meant to be a mother. I was mm-hmm. a terrible mother. I think we all have struggled with that. I'm just a terrible mom. And something that really I feel like I've learned through the years, um, especially now with number six, is that God has equipped me to do that, and He promises that He will help me through that. So when I feel those moments of, I don't know what to do, I really try to go to God first. I'm not perfect, but it really helps to just call on the Lord. If there's an issue, whether your your baby's not nursing well, not sleeping well, or there's another issue you're worried about, maybe it's a little rash or whatever, is um, going to the Lord directly first. I think sometimes our tendency is to call a doctor or, you know, somebody else right away. And sometimes prayer or always prayer is the the best thing. And then, you know, if the Lord lays it on your heart that you should see a doctor over something or ask somebody, that's great. But often we also get a lot of advice as new moms from 
well-meaning people that really have our best interests in mind, Mm -hmm. but it can feel really overwhelming Mm because you're getting advice from all sides, from people you know love you and love your your kids, and that can be really overwhelming as a new mom. So asking the Lord to help you sift through that and filter through what He wants you to do and who your baby is because your baby might be very different than their babies were or the issues are different. And so... Often I feel like the Lord gives us a very gut feeling, like that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit as a mom. You feel that, like mm-hmm. when you know something's not quite right, or maybe there's advice you're like, oh, I don't think that would work for me, like allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. I think that that is so wise because I think we forget that God created our babies in the first mm-hmm. place. And I think that we can get overwhelmed. Kayla, you were talking earlier about not Googling everything because mm-hmm. it's stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it can be really stressful. It can be um, very overwhelming. There's just a plethora of information overload when you go to those sources. And not that they can't be helpful, but don't rely on those, I think is kind of um, what I really wanted to say. And actually, while you were talking, Jamie, it's funny, I thought of a quick story. My son, um, we had just moved to Colorado and we hadn't found a pediatrician yet. And, you know, so it was uh, a little scary for me because I really loved my pediatrician back home. And, um, my son was not feeling well. And I just knew in my heart something wasn't right, but I wasn't sure he was running a very high fever. And I'm telling you that when you really allow the Holy Spirit to lead your mothering, I walked over to him and I grabbed his throat and I realized he had a huge lump on one side of his throat. And sure enough, I took him in, I found a doctor and he had strep throat (gasps) horribly. And I'm just, I, it was, was one of those things that as a mom, I was just so thankful that something urged me and I know it was the Holy Spirit to just go over and feel Mm -hmm. his neck. And I felt that and took him in and they were like, yeah, he's got strep throat really bad. And um, so, yes, you know, uh, you know, relying on our doctors and knowing that they have wisdom, but first and foremost, always taking our kids to the Lord, taking I think, our kids to the Lord um, yes. and letting God and the Holy Spirit lead us in what's best for them. And each kid is different. You know, I, I, you know, you learn, you know, what works for one does not always work for mm-hmm. the other one. Um, mm-hmm. And so kind of figuring out what they need. When I was pregnant with my first, my mentor shared this verse with me and I thought I'd share it just because yes. it's been, it's a promise from the Lord and I've it's been so close to my heart ever since. But it's in Isaiah 40, verse 11, and it says, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And that's all of us, new oh, mamas. I have chills. I love that scripture We're so much. We're with young and he promises to gently lead us. And so we just have to let him, right? Like we can't take the reins, but if we let him, he will gently lead us. And he that's will a, gently lead us. a promise that I've clung to through these years because I'm like, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Kayla, you had something really great you were talking, wanting to talk about earlier. With the marriage? Yes. Yeah. So um, something that has been um, heavy on my heart with having so many littles is really finding time to um, foster my marriage and foster that relationship. Because while we have these little beings clinging for our attention and our time all day long, or you're nursing all day long and all these different things that can wear you out, it's finding time to be with your husband is so, so important. And I think that there's... um, 
so many different things that you can do that would um, help. I know one thing that I do is if I've kind of had a long day with the kids, I'll ask my husband to grab dinner and bring it home so that it's a quick and easy dinner, quick and easy cleanup. That way we can get the kids to bed a little bit earlier and then he and I can have some time together. Um, Or it might look like having grandparents watch the kids or possibly finding a sitter, someone that you know you can trust to um, stay with your kids and help them um, have fun and then you can spend time with your husband. And so it's really, really important to find time for your man because he needs you just as much as he the kids does. Too. Our guys can get overlooked because the little ones are screaming at us, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and he's just like, hi, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I remember with my husband, I used to have to write on my schedule to have to be intimate with him because it was it just wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And and I know that's not very romantic, but it happens. We we mm-hmm. did, you know, we had two nights a week back then and uh, whatever schedule everybody does is perfect. I always think that people yeah. are like, oh, "What if I don't do it twice a week? What if I do it once a week or what if I do it once a month?" Mm-hmm. Whatever you do that works with your husband is absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. But I did write it on my schedule because for me and my husband it was best for these two days a week and I mm-hmm. would try to get the kids to bed earlier on those nights. And really maybe even because um, I, I wasn't working during that time and I got to lay down and take a little nap or something. But I do think communicating with your husband about how does he want to spend time with you or, mm-hmm. or about intimacy or how can we go on dates. And I love what you said to me. We were talking about this earlier about it doesn't have to be nighttime when you go on your dates mm-hmm. or well, maybe when you have your little special time with your husband and maybe it needs to be after the kids are in bed. Yeah. Nap well, time, busy. maybe. Yeah. Or when they're busy, yes. Yeah, safely occupied. Doing safely occupied. Else. That's good, too. Yeah. What were you saying about that? Um, one thing I found that we really like in this season is going on afternoon dates. We, oh. When we were dating, we would go to Starbucks and get coffee. I mean, we would just sit for hours and talk, and so I kind of have missed that. So we like to go get coffee and just sit and visit with one another. Sometimes we'll go to dinner and then go get coffee and just sit and talk with each other, or sometimes it's just grabbing some ice cream and hanging out together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also be where you just spend some time at home or you know get the kids to mm-hmm. bed a little bit earlier. You may sacrifice a little sleep and stay up and watch a movie together or it doesn't always have to be um could be a date night yeah in. yeah yes. a date night in it's a little less expensive and you know um you can find those areas that you can do that with you could cook a special dinner light some mm-hmm. candles have some time together but yes. i really like that you're saying that i think that we yes. really need to be all of us yes. need to say to each other all the time make your husband because honestly guys if you look at titus 2 if you look at the order in that scripture it's god then your husband, Absolutely. then your children, then everything else. Absolutely. And that is our priorities. Now, we are always out of order when we're in different seasons of our lives. Yes. But for the most part, 80-20 is probably a good thing to shoot for. We were talking about that last night over at my daughter's house, and my son-in-law said 80-20 is good. If if you're eating healthy 80% of the time, but 20%, you just eat whatever you want. Or you mm-hmm. know, 80% of the time, we are trying to keep our priorities in order with our husband and paying attention to our husbands. And 20% of the time, we're a basket case probably, which is life, right? (laughs) Right. With littles. And so, and then the thing I wanted to talk about today was something that I remember even reading. So my oldest is 27, and I remember just really getting a feel from the books I was reading that all the authors were saying that it was baby love right away when you first had your baby. And for me, I was really wiped out after I had my babies. I labored uh, for eight hours, pushed for two hours, 
and then had C-sections with both of them. And both of my births looked like that. It was, they were not good. I was on bed rest with both of my kids being pregnant and had placenta previa. And, and so my births were really traumatic too. And and so I was healing, and I back in that day, you couldn't walk up and down the stairs with a baby. You couldn't even carry your baby up the stairs when you had had a C-section for two weeks. And it was just so much work and so much stress, and mm-hmm. I really don't think I enjoyed my children until they were toddlers, and I, and I wish I would have, but I, I really want to tell you, if you're struggling with your hormones going crazy, if you're struggling like I did, I was anxious a lot because I... I would crawl into my kids' rooms at night and on hands on all hands and knees because we didn't have baby monitors that had pictures back then. I wish we would have had it. It's wonderful. But I would try to look uh, over at their crib without them seeing me just to make sure they were okay. Mm-hmm. And so there was I was just an anxious mom. I would just say that. I was an anxious mom. But thankfully, I feel like nursing helped. I nursed my babies longer, which for me personally that helped me to feel that I'm, you know, able to Look, you just nursing, I think, for me personally, helped me to bond with my babies. Mm-hmm. And so I got to nurse longer, which was nice, and that helped me. But I just want to say, if you're having st- trouble uh, bonding with your baby at first, and you really are having trouble, and you don't maybe don't like the baby time <laughs> as much as everybody else does, <laughs> just know you're in good company, and it does come. Mm-hmm. And I think relaxing and just being a little bit more chill about things. I wish I would have been more chill, but... Uh, I didn't have any family near me. I didn't have, my mom was passed away. My mother-in-law's amazing. She helped me so much, but I just felt alone. My husband went back to work. That, that was back in the day when he, when a husband would go back to work after two weeks. And anyway, no, it was three days back then. My say, husband went after three, <laughs> yeah, three days. My husband was three days back then. So anyway, just encourage you if, if you're struggling because you just don't feel this baby love right away, just know it's going to come mm-hmm. and just release that to the Lord and ask him to fill your heart with love for your child. And I did that and just ask the Lord to help you to develop into the mom that he's called you to be. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Each of us are going to be these moms that God has called us to be, and we need to walk in that calling. And be confident knowing that he is going to help us do what he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, Jamie, we had a couple of little practical things that you were going to talk practical. about. Practical. So I feel like uh, one of the biggest things that was told, well, maybe it was more perception, not necessarily told, but everybody kind of assumes when you become a mom, like nursing is going to be easy. Oh, yeah. So as soon as you start breastfeeding, it's going to come naturally. It's just going to happen, and you're not going to have any issues. And with my first, I had every issue in the book, like thrush, oversupply, undersupply. Um, I did too. Everything. It just felt like, and tons of clogged ducts. Nothing seemed to go smoothly. And it was one of the things that I was so confident that I was going to be good at. And so when I wasn't, (laughs) it really messed with me. But um, my oldest, she switched to formula at six months old just because she wasn't gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't figure out why because I had plenty of milk until all of a sudden I didn't. And so... When I had my second, I sought some help from a lactation consultant. And it was kind of a group, actually. It was after my postpartum appointment, and they had a a lactation consultant group. So I went, and I was explaining to her my troubles with my first. And she said, go home and check your your daughter's mouth. I want you to look at her lip. And there's something called a frenulum. It's what connects your upper lip to your gums. And I want you to see 
if it's like really connected to where she, you can't even lift her lip up. And sure enough, I went home and I looked at my daughter, my oldest daughter, she was two and a half at the time. And she had a severe, what we call a tongue tie, a uh, lip tie, sorry, lip tie. And she couldn't even smile fully. And so when I went back, I set up an individual appointment with this lactation consultant, went back and she said, that will be the cause of um, clogged ducts. It can be the cause of low weight gain because babies can't transfer the milk right. And then it can make your supply go away, even if you have a great supply because they're just not transferring milk. And so with my next children, I, I learned because it's, it can, it can be genetic. It's very common now. It wasn't super common back then, but it's becoming more and more common. And there's a lot more awareness than there was, but I had her, I, I would take my little ones to a dentist and there's I'm pretty sure across the nation now there are pediatric dentists that specialize in this. So I took to one, took my daughter to one that this lactation consultant recommended. And some of them will do a free consultation. Some of them it's $50. It's worth every penny. But all five of my kids have had a form of lip or tongue tie. My son mm. had both. And so mm. um, we I get them evaluated in the first few days because Nursing for me is extremely painful at the beginning when they have that. I think it's painful for a lot of women when they're learning (laughs) all of that, but when it doesn't go away and you have the bleeding, cracked nipples, it's something to look at. So we would get them uh, revised, which nowadays they have laser revision. It's great and uh, cauterizes and it's quick. I don't watch it, (laughs) yeah, Uh, but they have you nurse right after, which is great. And it's an immediate difference. So all that to say that I wish there was more awareness about that. Um, there's definitely is more now, but when you're having trouble, lactation consultants are such a great resource. Mm-hmm. And so that's really helpful. <laughs> and then I also, I don't know, a lot of other women that have struggled with clogged ducts as well. Mm-hmm. So I really struggle with that. Um, and of course that can turn into my mastitis and then you're on antibiotics or worst case scenario, you're having to go in and get abscess is drained. So something that I've started taking daily because I know I'm prone to that. And I would just suggest most women because it's good for your health anyway, is sunflower lecithin. Sunflower lecithin? Lecithin. Sunflower lecithin. Sunflower lecithin. And they sell, they sell soy lecithin too. I stay away from soy. So it's Mm -hmm. just, uh, the sunflower lecithin. They sell it at any, like you could find it at Sprouts, Natural Grocers, Whole Foods, or Amazon, and they sell in capsules. And so I would just take two of those a day and it, it, it actually makes your your milk duct slippery, so stuff doesn't get clogged. Oh wow! <laughs> so it actually helps your milk flow, and it's good for your joints and your nerves too. So uh, no, there's no contraindications for breastfeeding. It's safe and healthy, and so that is something I've started doing just to help prevent those. And when I do get those, I do a lot of hand expression in the shower. I get shower as hot as I can and stay in the shower. So if you know you feel one coming on, get in the shower, hand expression, and then you can pump up that uh, sunflower lecithin to taking like four or more capsules a day because it won't hurt you. That's awesome. That's so good. And you were saying something because you had that same problem with tongue-tied. Right. With breastfeeding. Yeah. My, um, both my son, I didn't realize my son had it until he was, uh, four, I think. Mm. And we took him to a pediatric dentist and he said, oh yeah, your son's like a third degree tongue tie. And I had no idea. And then my daughter came along and my daughter, I noticed it because when she would cry, her little tongue wouldn't even come all the way out of her mouth because it was connected so severely at the end of her tongue. And so she had it corrected at four months, but it didn't do its job. And so when she was seen by a pediatric dentist, he said she needed um, a revision as well. So she was both, they they both had it. Um, we found out that my one-year-old also has a 
a lip tie, but I had it checked again six months later, and it looks like they can grow out of it. Yes, they can. Um, which I found very encouraging because the surgery part and the recovery, honestly, is not fun mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. parent or child. So, what did you have to do for the recovery? The recovery includes opening the child's mouth and basically sticking your finger in there. The tongue tie, you use a single finger and you kind of lift the tongue and you have to massage that area so it does not reattach is the concern. So even though it's been lasered and cauterized, like you said, it can also reattach if you're not careful. So that's why the, yes. the stretches are so important afterward. And but you they do don't it for a full six weeks. Uh-huh. Well, I bet yes. your kids are really happy about that. Yes. <laughs> so it was quite miserable. My kids were a little bit older, so restraining them was not fun. Um, do you recommend, you guys both recommend doing it younger? If it needs to be done, definitely. I, my two and a half year old had her lip tie revised uh, right after she turned three when we figured out that's what she had. And it she because it was a lip tie it was a little easier than the tongue the lip tie because you just they just have to like do you know lip flaps and she would say it hurt but as long as you stay away from citrus and stuff like that oh, she yeah. was doing okay but the tongue tie is just definitely more painful i've had friends that even got it revised at like 12 years old when they were getting braces yeah. and it was it was hard it is hard my son so i never <laughs> nursing was always hard for me i always had both of my kids had thrush mm-hmm. had the problem nursing, but I didn't even know about the tongue-tied thing. And my son was absolutely tongue-tied. And we got his cut when I think he was 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but had I known that, because I actually had, <laughs> I was so irritated on my nipple that it was actually pulling away yes. from my, the areola thing. Wow. It was pulling away and pussing. Mm-hmm. And so I, so I know, infected. can you imagine Ouch. nursing through that? I've and done it. It's terrible. It's terrible. So it's I would horrible. pump out. This is so gross, but I used a pump to get the the stuff out first, and then I would nurse. But that is the most, I, I mean, only by God's grace did I get to keep nursing. Mm-hmm. But I did have a lactation consultant, and she was awesome. And mm-hmm. I was so, back in the day, we had to rent a double um, pump, yeah. and it was a dollar a day. We had to rent it for a dollar a day. Now you guys have access to double pumps yes. that are great, but we had to rent it for $31. We had no money, and I had to pay for rent that, and it was it was crazy, but just to encourage you. And then also, you do you. If you are having a hard time nursing, mm-hmm. and it's just too much for you, whatever it is, you do you, and yep. bottle feeding is just fine mm-hmm. with, with formula or breast milk. And yes. so we just want, we are here to encourage all moms that if you need to bottle feed with formula, what, and yep. I had to do that with my son because he was jaundice at the beginning yep. and then I had to pump as well. So mm-hmm. it's so hard being a mom. It is it? hard being a mom <laughs> and so every baby's different. Like every I, baby's different. I didn't know if I, if I could nurse for their children. So with my first, she was on formula and that was just our story and that's okay. And it, it was what she needed. And so to not have to do that with the others was great, but it still didn't come, you know, it still comes with yes. separate challenges. So everything is, has its own challenges. Baby fed is good, you know. Baby fed is best. <laughs> so, right. So there, and there's, yes. there's so many resources. Thankfully now, um, I will say that my pediatrician, he just wasn't really taught about the mm-hmm. tongue and lip tie. So there's definitely experts that are more versed in that. So if you think that's what your kid can ha- what your child has, and now I just look after they're born and I can kind of tell, but this is, you know, after having several that have had that, but it can be helpful to find the right uh, person to also check that. Like a, ner- a lactation consultant and a pediatric yes. person. A lactation consultant can't diagnose, but they'll give you a pretty good idea because yeah. they see it so often to tell you to go see a pediatric dentist. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And go to the classes at the hospital, right? 
Yes. There's, Don't they have groups there's with a groups. lactation consultant? I've seen ones at the hospital, and then there's also some private entities. Like I know there's a lactation consultant in town who has groups at her house. Oh, so, I used to go to La Leche League. Yeah. I see, love La yes. Leche League. It was so, awesome. And that's still a thing. I believe mm-hmm. you can still look on their website. Good thing. So there's just different. I've seen it on just different Facebook groups, different groups. That's so good. You guys town. have so much more information than we did. Yes. Okay, Kayla, What we were talking together because you just had a baby two mm-hmm. months ago and right. you have a 19 month old mm-hmm. and you were talking about the experience. So if you have a baby and then you have a little toddler, what do you do? What are some <laughs> tips? Yeah. So it was kind of funny. So my older two were roughly two and a half years old when the next one came along. So they were a little bit older. So with my third being only 18 months old, when I had my fourth was quite interesting and a huge change for me. I was not anticipating her being so uh, what's the word? Just needy with me. She kind of reversed back to being mommy's girl and she was jealous and she was really struggling with a new baby in the house. Mm. <laughs> and I was not ready for that. I really wasn't. Um, but she had had baby dolls. And so I would, I would really work with her and teach her, okay, your baby needs, you know, your baby needs you. Let's go get baby. Where's your baby? And, you know, she would go get the baby and she'd bring it to me and she'd walk around sh- 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 shushing the baby, <laughs> you know, trying to almost like calm the baby down. And then I would tell her, okay, now go sit in your rock chair and hold the baby, give her a blanket. And, you know, she'd bring me the baby. Oh, baby pooped. And she'd want a diaper for the baby. And, you know, so mm-hmm. it was just really using something like that. And and you can find other things that work, but that's what worked for her. She mm-hmm. really took to using the baby doll. And now uh, as as Callie's gotten a little bit older, it's been easier for me to trust my, my one-year-old with my baby. Mm-hmm. So I have her either sit next to me while I'm nursing, as long as she's not bouncing around on the couch, <laughs> obviously, mm-hmm. uh, or I will have, she'll tell me, hold baby, hold baby. And she wants to hold the baby. So once I'm done nursing Callie, I will let my one-year-old hold her obviously with me right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it gives her a chance to connect with her sister in a safe way, in a way that I'm watching her. So she kind of gets that feel of, okay, mommy held baby. I've held baby. Mommy's Mm -hmm. giving me attention. And it, it kind of helps just give Riley, my one-year-old, that time with her sister mm-hmm. to where she feels included. And, um, but yeah, the baby doll thing really has kind of worked like a charm. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when my, <clears throat> when my kids were growing up, uh, I would give my son who was younger, special toys to play with if I wanted to do a special little one-on-one time with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of reversed. It was my younger son with my older, but I bet you could find a little special toy that they play with whenever they're nursing or something. Mm-hmm. And But I just think that that's a really good thing to know and that you didn't expect it, but I, I'm so glad you shared it today to to be on the lookout that you need to probably give this, your, your baby in your house, the attention that it needs. Whenever mm-hmm. I was... born. My brother is nine years older than me and he was not happy. There was a baby in the house. So this could even happen with older kids. Mm -hmm. And he actually told his teacher that my parents didn't have the money to keep me and that they were going to give me away. (laughs) And so the teacher showed up at my house to pick up the baby, which was me and take her. And, um, and, you know, this was back before all this child pr- protective services and stuff, but she came to my house and my brother got in so much trouble. Oh my God. But I think that could happen with whatever age mm-hmm. that you have yeah. with the older kid, but just to be aware of that. To right. be aware and to give yourself grace because I feel like everybody oh, has to find that yes. new like season new and everybody's, I mean, it's super natural for your kids to be in turmoil. Like it's super 
like totally normal for them to feel like their whole world is up in the air. So trying to find like those things, like you said, like something that helps that transition smooth, make it smoother, even if it's not going to be completely smooth. And do you know, don't you know people that are from large families and they are the most well-adjusted, laid back, (laughs) not drama causing people that you ever know. And I, and I think my, my daughter had a, we had a baby shower for her and someone said to her, it is good for Aspen. That's my, her firstborn. Mm -hmm. It's good for Aspen to have the new baby. Mm -hmm. It is good for your children to have these other babies in the house because it teaches them how to wait, how not to be selfish, Mm -hmm. how not to be the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. It is so good for our children to have these siblings. Yes. And I did want to share something before I forget that and I, um, this is a you do you thing. Okay. So all of you, this is a you do you thing. But if I could give you one piece of advice, uh, even, even if you just, you know, if you're, if you think you're done having kids or whatever, whatever, it's, it's always go to God first and ask him for your child size. But for me personally, my greatest regret and my husband's greatest regret is only having two children. And I didn't grow up with children. I didn't grow up in a good home. I, and I, I, I had hard pregnancies, hard C-section deliveries both times. And I just didn't think I could handle it. But looking back, I wish I would have had another one or two because mm-hmm. I really see the value in having more children and what a blessing it is. And so mm-hmm. if, if, and I actually met this one girl and she said, this is my Deb Weekly baby. And I spoke Aww. at a conference several years ago, and she said that we decided to have another one, and she goes, I'm so happy. But it's you do you. You yes. go to God and ask God about your family size. But for mm-hmm. me personally, I wish we would have had more than two children, for mm-hmm. me personally. So mm-hmm. that would be my little tidbit. Okay, we're almost out of time. Do we have one little quick practical idea? Hmm. Uh, I wanted to say about that, what you just said too, Deb, is I remember one of the biggest like postpartum feelings, you know, when we're talking about like all your hormones are going crazy, is I felt guilty for introducing a baby into my older child's life. And I remember feeling so like knowing in my head that it was a good thing, but also struggling. Like I just totally tore up my older child's world. You know, like what was I thinking? Why? And that's kind of a natural feeling to feel too. And that's okay. And just knowing that when people say to you that the best gift you could give your ch- your child is a sibling. It's true. And so I had to continually cling to that even when there were moments that I was like, man, I just like we're just blew up the whole family because we added this little person. That goes away. <laughs> Within oh, I feel like give yourself six weeks for your family to adjust. Give yourself four months to really feel like you're in a groove of like, okay, now now we're a family of four. Now we're a family of five or six or seven or however many and allow your family to just Go through that process and feel peace in it and knowing that it won't always be crazy. You won't always feel like you're completely pulled in all these directions. When you have little, little children, they are much more needy. They need you to survive, literally. So uh, to give yourself grace in that season to like know that everything is always changing. Your ch- child, your baby is always getting bigger. They're never mm. going to regress. <laughs> they're always getting big, bigger. So they're not always going to need you every hour of the night. They're not always going to need you to nurse them, you know, 20 times a day. And just, I remember somebody telling me that, like, don't worry, they're always getting bigger. You're always moving forward. And so just to give yourself benchmarks, I would do that for myself. I would be like, oh, I am, I am, you know, two months in, but I know at four months, that's when they usually start sleeping or napping a little better. And so I'd have to give myself benchmarks to look forward to while still enjoying the season, but knowing, okay, let's just make it here. And then, you know, reevaluate how things are going instead of 
feeling just in the chaos the entire I love that. first one of my months. friends actually told me she said every four months they change yes <laughs> every four months they change and so if your child is in a lying phase or something and you're sick of disciplining all the time or whatever you're having to do, then just knowing that they do mm-hmm. grow out of certain things or they change and your discipline does work, you know, mm-hmm. and, and going to God for help absolutely works. So mm-hmm. again, Kayla, yes. what about you? I think the last thing I just want to add is that for me, as I've added more babies to my family, I've learned to take help when it's offered oh, yes. or ask absolutely. for help when I need it. Uh, I know I can say that I have found an amazing sitter. I don't even want to call her a sitter because she's so much more to, than that for me. She is a godsend in this season. Mm. She, My kids adore her. I can feel safe leaving my kids with her, whether that's to run to the grocery store or go get a cup of coffee by myself or I need to run errands, whatever that looks like. I have a sitter that I trust. And um, I know that Getting help, especially whether it's with you have are struggling with postpartum depression or if there's some different things that you just need help with, be okay to ask for help, mm-hmm. whether that's from a sitter, whether that's from your husband, whether that's from grandparents that live in town, or if it's just a friend that flying you trust. Flying in town. You had yes. yours fly into town. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law would fly into town mm-hmm. and help me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was so blessed. My mom, with my youngest two, um, we had my older two where we lived with my family, and then we've moved since moved to Colorado. And my mom came with my youngest two, and she stayed with me for two weeks with both of them. And so that was a huge blessing for me because I could not have survived. My husband went back to work practically right away. I mean, he just didn't have much time off. And so my mom staying was a huge help to me. So looking for ways that you can find help, and if it's, you know, saving some money to have somebody come clean for you once a month or every two weeks, whatever that looks like, whatever I've kind of put it this way in my mind, whatever my sanity needs, that's what I put kind of at the top of my list, what I need help with, whether that's cleaning, whether it's someone to spend a few hours playing with my kids, that they have so much, my olders that need to be outside and need to have that energy kind of run out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I let someone come in and kind of help me in that way. I'm also a homeschool mom, so I am with my kids all the time. And so knowing that I have someone that loves my kids, my kids love them Mm -hmm. to come in and play with them and let them, you know, that's so be good. kids really, you know, is, is, is awesome. That's so, so nice. That's huge. And you have, you have your sweet mother-in-law that's there. And I know you've mm-hmm. said how supportive she's been. And then you have your mom and then you have babysitters. And I love mm-hmm. that you asked for help. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I used to hire a babysitter to fold clothes for me mm-hmm. and to clean toilets mm-hmm. and it won't, it was never perfect, but it helped. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think that in, in those moments too, really guarding your heart and not letting the enemy lie to you. Cause I, when I first started having my sitter come, I, I felt very guilty. Like yes. I should be doing it all. This mm-hmm. is my, you know, quote unquote job. I'm yes. home all day with the mm-hmm. kids. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's essentially six full-time jobs to some degree. Absolutely. If you really, if you really <laughs> broke is. it down uh-huh. and think about it, it's just not doable. It's not sustainable for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And letting someone come in and say, Hey, let me clean your house mm-hmm. or let me fold your laundry. Hey, can I bring you a meal? Yes, please bring me a meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, Absolutely. it's okay to say yes to help. And it's important for your sanity. Oh, yes. so good. And we weren't meant to do it alone. We were you not know, meant to do it alone. It happened in the Bible, and that's not how it's happened throughout history. But now we live so isolated. We do live isolated. So to find that community, whether it's your church or, you know, if you are if you have no family nearby, pay, you know, absolutely paying for help or finding a friend who will give you a couple hours a week or something and Just asking something. God to show you who that person could be. Then yes. He will provide. He provides uh-huh, yes. everything. 
And in Help Club, I know the thing I love about Help Club is that we pray with our prayer partners for mm-hmm. 10 minutes once a week. And having someone to talk to oh, yeah. that you can be real with and then pray together over what you're struggling with is huge. Yes. And so join a help club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just find someone to pray with once a week. Yes. I think that is powerful. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. thank you, guys. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, us. Kayla. I'm going to end us in prayer. And we're just so thankful for you guys. And we have so many good things in store for you guys at this podcast. We're just so—it's so much fun doing this podcast. So I'm very <laughs> thankful. Father, I thank you for my sweet friends here. I thank you for Kayla, and I thank you for Jamie and their wisdom. And I thank you for our amazing, amazing friends that are listening today. And Lord, you know what they're going through. God, you know what they need help with. Mm -hmm. Please help my sweet friend to come to you, to lay her burdens at the cross, and to know that you provide every single thing that she needs. Mm -hmm. For all of us, God, you give us everything we need one day at a time. I pray for my sweet friend listening today that she would know that you will provide everything and that she will come to you, that she will just talk to you in the shower, cry out her heart to you. If she doesn't know where to cry, just crying in the shower is so therapeutic and calling on you, Father. And Lord, whatever it is, I know Kayla was talking earlier about praying and talking to you in the middle of the night during those nursing sessions that she she has in the middle of the night. And Lord, that my friend would just call out to you when she's nursing, that she would pray and ask you for help and that she would know you're going to help her. And God, I pray for friends to come alongside of her. I pray for uh Whatever it is that she needs, that you would give it to her right now and that you would guard her from the enemy, guard her from evil thoughts that the enemy wants to plant inside of our minds. Lord, Mm -hmm. he wants to tell us we're a bad mom. He wants to tell us that we're not doing a good job. And so, Mm -hmm. Lord, we just pray supernatural protection over my friend who's listening today that you would send your angelic guard to them and help them in any way that they need. Mm-hmm. Help them to feel confident knowing that they are the perfect mom that you created for their children, and their children are the perfect children for them. God, yes. we are the best moms for our children, and our children are the best kids for us. Amen. And so, God, that we would all walk in that truth and be strong in the Lord and in your mighty power. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.